It is December 2nd, and you are listening to the Gimme the Points podcast. After a few weeks off from the podcast, uh, I am your host, Soup, and I am back uh, just to cover week 13 of the NFL and the biggest week in college football, the College Football Conference Championships. Let's get the show started. All right, guys. Nice to talk to you, I guess. Took some time off. The holidays were crazy. Um, no Tyler tonight. He is still working nights, and we're trying to get this figured out. And we will. We will be back in our normal time slot on Wednesday evenings at 930 on YouTube next week. If he can join me, he can join me. If not, I will be there at least. Uh, I know it's been two weeks we took off from the show. Posting stuff on Instagram. Uh, we're in a slump and there's no denying it. It's hasn't been good, but I'm not going to sit here and dwell on that. It is what it is. Uh, we are currently still up money on the year. We, like I said, it's been a bad last three weeks. Um, right now our record in the NFL is 51 and 45 up 3.7 units. And in college football, it's 27 and 21 up 2.4 units. Uh, so we're still up six units on the year. We're not in the red. So it's a long season. Like I said, you're not going to win every week. It just hasn't been ideal um, what's been going on the last couple of weeks. The NFL has been wonky. And we've missed a couple that as the game was going on, I thought we were golden. Um, but there's too much to cover with the plays this week to dwell in the past. Um, put it behind us. Look forward and uh, get back into it. So this week we've got week 13 of the NFL and we've got the college football conference championships. Uh, we've got a lot of college plays. We're going to cover all the conference championships and um, we've got some plays for the NFL. So what we're going to do since this is the big week for college, we're going to start with the NFL. Let me get my lines pulled up right here and uh, we're going to get it going right now. I'm watching the Saints and Cowboys game. The Cowboys are up 20 to 10. And the Saints currently have the ball. Dallas is 39. Uh, second and three with seven minutes left. Dallas was a four and a half point favorite. It jumped to six and a half when they announced Taysom Hill was the starter. The over-under was at 47. Saw a lot of action on the under. Uh, didn't make a play on this game, but uh, the under looks good. And depending on what the Saints can do here on this drive, um, That'll affect the spread. So the uh, Sunday, the 1 o'clock games, we're going to start off here. we got Minnesota at Detroit. Detroit is a seven-point home dog over under at 46.5. We're not going to make a play on this one. Uh, Minnesota is a tough team to gauge. They look really good one week, and then they look not so good the next. Um, They are what their record shows them as. I think they're 5-6 and right now. And Detroit's still Detroit, but as a seven-point home dog, I think I would probably lean Detroit here. You're going to see a lot of Jamal Williams with DeAndre Swift out, Um, and I like Jamal Williams. I think Jamal Williams is a pretty good running back, so 
a lot of Jamal Williams, Dalvin Cook being out. It'll be Jamal Williams and Alexander Madison show. So I'd probably lean Detroit plus the seven. The next one o'clock game, return to Kyler Murray and hopefully DeAndre Hopkins. You've got Arizona on the road at Chicago. Chicago, a seven and a half point home dog over under at 43 and a half. Uh, it depends. Is it Justin Fields or is it Alton? Um, regardless who it is, I think the offense needs to run through David Montgomery, which they haven't been doing. But um, if Kyler's fully healthy, I'd probably lean the Cardinals minus the seven and a half in that game. Then we've got Tampa at Atlanta. Atlanta plus 11, over under at 50 and a half. Uh, we took the over when they played each other earlier this year. And I like the over again in this game. I like over 50 and a half here. Um, I don't even want to make a lean. I'm going to say, I'm going to say uh, a one unit play uh, on the um, over 50 and a half in the Tampa Atlanta game. I want to pull up their past games. Um, earlier this year, I'm pretty sure it crushed that number, if I'm not mistaken. And the two times they played last year, I think it combined for something like 100 and 20 something points. It was 60 in each game. Uh, let's see. So when they played earlier this year, yeah, 48 to 25, 83 or 73 points. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see something similar. Atlanta's offense is clicking as long as Cordero Patterson plays. Uh, he has been the surprise player of the year. Uh, he's been very good. Mike Davis is completely irrelevant. And, uh, this is Matt Ryan's probably last hurrah, so why not go out and just sling the rock around? And Tampa's offense um, been putting up points. You know, they put up 38 last week against Indy. I think it was 30 against the Giants. Um, and before that, with a loss of the Redskins. So I don't see, you know, it's at Atlanta. It's in the Dome. I don't see why we can't go over 50 and a half here. So I'm going to say one unit on over 50 and a half in the Atlanta versus Tampa Bay game. All right, next game, Colts on the road at Houston. Colts are a 10-point uh, favorite on the road here. 45-and-a-half is the over-under. Um, I'm going to side with the Colts here. The offense is clicking. They got away from Jonathan Taylor uh, way too much against Tampa, and uh, I think they go back to him here against a really porous Houston run defense who lets up 140 yards per game. I think Carson Wentz is comfortable right now. Him and Michael Pittman are clicking. Jack Doyle getting involved. I don't see any problem with the Colts covering 10 points against Houston. We're going to make that a two-unit play on the Colts minus 10 at the Houston Texans. Next game, Philadelphia minus 7 on the road against the Jets, over under 45 and a half. This game relies completely on the health of Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has been an MVP candidate over the last five games. He's been playing really well. Yes, they had a stinker against the Giants, but Hurts was still, you know, he did everything he could in that game. Boston Scott coughed that game up on that last drive, and then you had Jalen Rager drop the touchdown pass right through his hands on the goal line to win the game. Um, so if Jalen Hurts goes, I'd lean the Eagles to cover the seven here, but it all depends on his health. Next game, Chargers at Bengals. Uh, Bengals are a three-point home favorite, over-under at 50.5. This game screams recency bias to me. 
Um, we said that when the Bengals played the Jets, uh, the Bengals were coming off a huge blowout win, and the Jets were coming off their worst loss in team history. And what did the Jets do? They went out and beat the Bengals. This is a similar um, a similar game here. The Bengals just beat the Steelers by the largest margin of victory they have ever beat the Steelers by, uh, 31 points, 41 to 10. And the Chargers look like absolute dog shit against the uh, the Broncos last week. Excuse me. Thirsty. Um, so I like the Chargers on the road here. I think this game should be more of a pick em. So I'll take the field goal. I like the Chargers plus three at Cincinnati. Um, I think they get back on track here. And I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, but I do think the Chargers are actually going to win this game outright. So I'll take the Chargers plus the three. It's at a minus 105. So what we're actually going to do here, we're going to take the Chargers. What's the alternate spread at plus three and a half? Let's see the odds on this real quick. Chargers alternate spread plus three and a half is a minus 120. So that's a two and a half unit play. Uh, minus 120 odds on the Chargers plus three and a half. So that's two plays so far. That's the over 50 and a half in the Atlanta, three plays. I'm sorry. Over 50 and a half for one unit in the Atlanta game. One unit ATL. Uh, two units on the Colts minus 10 and 2.5 units on the Chargers plus three and a half. I'm just writing this down so I can recap it at the end of the show. All right. Next game, one o'clock. You got the Giants plus four and a half at the Miami Dolphins over under at 40 and a half. The Giants offense is going to have to run through Saquon Barkley here. And there's not a worse team to go against right now. The Miami defense is on fire. Um, I like Miami right now. They are hot. So I like Miami to cover the four and a half here. Um, we're actually going to buy it down to four. That's going to be a minus 120 odds as well. Um, so we're going to take Miami minus four against the Giants here. Miami lets up just over 100 yards per game on the ground. And that's what the Giants need to do to win this game. And I don't think they're going to get it done. Miami has been very opportunistic as far as turnovers go in the past three to four weeks. Um, and I think they keep rolling here. Uh, two has been playing actually pretty damn well. So Miami minus four, that's going to be a two and a half unit play. All right. Then we got into the four o'clock games. We've got the Washington football team at the Raiders. The Raiders is a minus one and a half point favorite over under 49 and a half. Uh, if I had to take a lean here, I'd actually lean with the football team. I like Taylor Heineke. I like what he brings to the table. And I think that the Thanksgiving showing um, of the Raiders had a lot to do with Anthony Brown and the officials. Um, that final pass interference call was absolute. Just that was so bad. I hate that rule in the NFL. Um, he didn't make contact with him. He just didn't turn his head around. It was a purposely underthrown ball for the receiver to come back to it. And he couldn't come, come back through Anthony Brown. That should not be pass interference. Um, you shouldn't have to turn your head around to look at the ball. As long as you're not tackling the player, I don't understand why that's called pass interference. I really don't I hate that rule. I hope they fix it. Um, but even when they do fix it, there's going to be, it's going to be a mess. Nobody's going to know what pass interference is anymore. So anyway, I'd lean the Washington football team plus one and a half here to win on the road in Las Vegas. All right. Now you got a big division matchup here. You've got the eight and three Baltimore Ravens going on the road against the 
five, five and one, five, six and one. I don't know, whatever they are, the, the bad Steelers. Uh, the Ravens are a four and a half point uh, favorite on the road here. Over under at 44. My heart says, I guess my mind says the Ravens to cover here. Um, but it is the Ravens and the Steelers. The Steelers are super desperate. It's just these two teams, and I and this is so cliche, and I hate this saying, but I'm going to say it. Throw the records out the window when these two teams play each other. And I hate that saying, but it's it's true when it comes to the Steelers and the Ravens. Um, personally, I'd probably lean the Steelers to keep it within four and a half. I'm not going to make a play on it, but I would lean the Steelers plus four and a half in this game. Jaguars at the Rams. Oh, God. Rams 13-point favorites. Lost three in a row. <laughs> Over under, excuse me, 47 and a half. Jaguars are bad. Rams are not playing well ever since Robert Woods went down. Daryl Henderson's banged up. He should be able to go, but we might see a lot more Sony Michelle. I think the Rams are just going to try and, you know, get the ship going in the right direction. Um, I think we might see a run-heavy attack. And I don't know if they're going to cover the spread. They're going to win the game, but I just don't know if they're going to cover the 13. I would, I mean, I guess I would lean the Rams just because they're that much better of a team than the Jaguars, but I'm not comfortable laying 13 points. Next game, another big division game. You got the 49ers in Seattle, Seattle three and a half point home dog over under at 45 and a half. Um, Seattle hasn't gotten it going with, Russell Wilson, since he's been back, but he has looked better each week. Um, and the 49ers are the hot team in the NFL right now. And we're going to fade the hot team. We're going to bet the team that nobody really wants to bet right now. And that's Seattle, who looks like they can't score any points. Um, but I do like Seattle at home here getting three and a half points. I think they keep it close. I think they might even win the game. So we're going to take Seattle plus three and a half against the San Francisco 49ers. Then you've got the Sunday night game. You've got the Broncos at the Chiefs. The Broncos are a nine-and-a-half-point road dog, over-under at 47-and-a-half. Um, I would like to think that the Chiefs offense figured it out, and I would love to think that Andy Reid, coming off a of bye week, that's one of the most sure things in all of football, is Andy Reid coming off a of bye week against the spread. Uh, but the thing that scares me here is the, the two-deep, um, the two deep safety defense, man, the, the two over the top that everybody has played this year to control the Chiefs. That's Vic Fangio's baby. I mean, that is his defense. So if there's any team that's going to run it well, uh, it's going to be the Denver Broncos. So I would personally, this is crazy, but I would lean the under 47 and a half. And with how bad their defense has been and what their offense is capable, I would still lean the under 47 and a half here because I think. I think that Denver is going to keep everything in front of them and make Patrick Mahomes be patient and just take what's available to him. And that's a recipe for an under. And then Monday night, huge game for me. Um, as you guys know, I'm a Patriots fan. The Pats are sitting at the top of the division right now, and they're sitting a half game back from the number one seed in the AFC. They are on the road at Buffalo. New England is plus two and a half on the road. The over-under right now is sitting at 43-and-a-half, and I think it's going to go down. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of bets on the under. I know the Sharps are already on the under here, so I would like to get on the under as well before it gets any lower. Um, I would like to buy the half point 
from under 43 and a half at minus 105 to under 44 at a minus 120 odds. That's going to be a two and a half unit play on the under 44 in the Patriots Bills game. The Pats letting up 16 points per game, the Bills letting up 16 and a half. Um, and if there's a defense that can take away Josh Allen's big, big playability, it is the New England defense. And I do like the Bills front seven and their ability to slow down New England in the run game and Mac Jones' short passing game. This game has just 17-14 written all over it. Uh, It's supposed to piss rain all day in Buffalo on Monday. I'm just absolutely rain all day and stop right around kickoff. Um, So if that rain even gets pushed back two hours, we might see a tsunami in uh, the first half which is another reason I love the under in this game. So under 44, that's buying a half point from 43 and a half to 44 at minus 120 odds. That's a two and a half unit play. So we're going to recap the NFL plays here. We have one unit on the over 50 and a half in the Tampa Bay versus Atlanta game. We have two units on the Colts minus 10 at the Houston Texans. We have two and a half units on the Chargers plus three and a half at the Cincinnati Bengals. We have two and a half units on the Miami Dolphins minus four with the New York Giants in town. We have uh, two units on the Seattle Seahawks plus three and a half against the San Francisco 49ers. And we have two and a half units on the under 44 in the Bills Patriots game. So to add that up, that's two and a half, four and a half, seven, nine and a half, 11 and a half, 12 and a half units on the NFL this week. Uh, so 12 and a half units spread amongst what six plays. Um, so those are our plays for the NFL this week. Now, real quick, I'm going to check this Thursday night game. So New Orleans went for it on fourth down, got stopped. Dallas got three and out. Saints have the ball back. Three and a half minutes left, down by 10 at their own 34. All right. So Dallas is still up 20 to 10 there. Uh, So the under looks like absolute gold. Um, But we've seen some crazy shit happen. So, all right. College football championship week. Big games. Big games, big games, big games. The first game we're going to cover here is the Friday night game. You have Oregon at Utah. Oregon, uh, a three-point dog on the road against Utah, over under 57 and a half. Uh, this just this is this is Oregon. This is our mo. Uh, be in conversation for the college football playoffs all year. Lose some bad games in November, and then bounce back, win the Pac-12, and then go win the Rose Bowl. That's just what they do. Um, this will be their third straight Pac-12 championship. I think they're going to win this game outright, but I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take Oregon plus the three against Utah. Too much skill on the offense, and Utah is going to get tested on the defensive side of the ball. I think Oregon's offensive line steps up and plays up to their ability, and I also think the defensive line puts a lot of pressure on Utah's offensive line. The battle is going to be one of the trenches, and that's why I like Oregon to win this game. So we're going to take Oregon plus three. That's a two-unit play on the Oregon Ducks, plus three points in the Pac-12 championship. Uh, the Let's see, let's see, let's see. The next game, 
um, is the MAC championship. Uh, you got Kent State against NIU. Uh, Kent State coming in at minus three. Last time these two teams played, there was like 1,200 yards of offense, uh, 99 points, absolutely wild. And uh, Kent State's offense is going to do Kent State. I mean, that's just they're they are so quick, man. They're, they're the goal. They're the flashes. That's just what they are. Um, number one offense in the MAC. And this game is played at Ford Field. It's played inside. If this was outside in the elements, I would like to side with NIU. But you give me Kent State in a dome. I'm taking Kent State to cover the three points. Uh, when it comes down to the MAC, I'm going to side with the offense over the defense any day of the week. And when it's only a three-point game, give me Kent State to cover the three points. That's a two-unit play on Kent State minus three. The next conference championship we're going to cover is Baylor at Oklahoma State. You got Oklahoma State minus five and a half, over under at 46 and a half. Um, Oklahoma State was tested against Oklahoma. They were down in the fourth quarter, but everybody came up big, all three uh, sides of the ball, special teams, recovered the muff punt, got the score, and then the defense stepped up big against Oklahoma. They were battle-tested, and they proved themselves, and they won the game against Oklahoma. And here they are sitting in the Big 12 championship with a chance to go to the college football playoffs. Um, I expect them to get the call. I don't think this is going to be an absolute blowout where it's like a guarantee that they get in, but I do think they win this game. I do think they cover the spread, and I think we're going to see them Playing in the championship, Baylor is a very balanced team, um, but Oklahoma State's defense is good. I mean, it's it's a very, very, very good defense, and I like them to come up big here. So we're going to take Oklahoma State minus five and a half. That's going to be a one-unit play on Oklahoma State minus five and a half. Um, next conference championship is, what are we going to cover here? San Diego State versus Utah State. I think that's the next game that'll be played. I want to go in order of when they're played. Let me double check here. Yes, the Mountain West Conference. We're looking at San Diego State, Utah State. That's Saturday at three o'clock. <coughs> San Diego State coming in at minus six. Um, I don't see why they can't cover the six. They run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and Utah State has been gashed by the run game this year. They let Wyoming run for almost 400 yards on them. Um, I think San Diego State's going to do exactly that. They're going to dominate possession, and they're going to dominate the clock. And I think they're going to win this game in pretty convincing fashion. I like San Diego State minus six against Utah State here. Um, that's going to be a two-unit play on San Diego State minus six. The next game is – oh, boy, yep. Two games going on at the same time. Georgia at – well, not at Georgia against Alabama. Bama getting six and a half points over under 49 and a half. It pains me because I'm a Georgia dog, I'm a Georgia Bulldogs fan. Um, but Bama's got way too much on the line here. I mean, they have to win to get in. I think Georgia, as long as they don't lose by 30, they're in. You know, of course, Kirby wants to beat Alabama, but Kirby can't beat Alabama. He just hasn't proven that to me. Uh, I would like to say that they win this game, but I do think it's going to come down to the final possession. I think Alabama is going to have a chance to win the game, and I hope Georgia's defense comes up with a big stop. I just think giving Alabama six and a half points here is too much. 
I like Alabama plus six and a half. That's going to be a we'll just go one unit on Bama plus six and a half. So I can just enjoy the game. And if Georgia blows them out, I'm not losing too much money, but I think the money is right on Alabama plus six and a half here. So one unit on Bama plus six and a half. Then you got Houston against Cincinnati. Uh, This is an interesting game to me. Uh, Cincinnati winning in. I mean, that's all they got to do. So, I don't know. Houston's getting, what are they getting, 10 and a half points here? 10 and a half points. That's a lot. That's a lot of points for a Cincinnati team that I think's going to struggle a little bit with Houston's offense. Um, Cincinnati's been dominating lately. They have been dominating. But I think they play this smart. I think they just play to win. They don't need to win in blowout fashion. They don't need to convince anybody that they deserve to be in. If they win this game, they're in. Like So Georgia wins, they're in. Um, Cincinnati wins, they're in. Michigan wins, they're in. Uh, if Georgia wins and Oklahoma State wins, Oklahoma State's in. If Bama wins, then you're going to have the argument between Oklahoma State and Alabama. Um, I guess it'd be Oklahoma State and Georgia, which is no argument at all. Georgia gets in. So Oklahoma State needs Georgia to win. Um, Cincinnati just needs themselves to win. So I like Cincinnati to win the game, but I'm going to say Houston keeps it within 10 and a half. That's a lot of points for a conference championship between two really good teams. Houston's been really quietly good this year. Um, So I'll take Houston plus 10 and a half, and we'll say one unit on Houston plus 10 and a half. And then we've got the Big Ten Championship. You got Michigan against Iowa. Iowa plus 10 and a half. Over under at 43 and a half. Yeah. Michigan burned us last week when we took Ohio State. But I don't think anybody's nobody scored 27 points on Iowa this year. Um, and I don't think that Michigan's gonna do that. If Michigan plays turnover free football, sure they'll cover the spread. But it's damn hard to play turnover-free football against Iowa. Yes, Iowa does not have a good offense, and Michigan's defense really showed up against Ohio State. But, again, this is similar to the Houston-Cincinnati game. I think 10.5 points is way too much, especially in a Big Ten football game. You've got the over-under at 43.5, so it's obviously expected to be a low-scoring game. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan won this game. Something in the realm of 21-14, to 21-16, something like that. I think they win the game, but I think I was able to keep it within the 10 and a half points. Um, I know Tyler liked Michigan to cover the spread here, but guess what? He didn't show up, so I'm going to pick Iowa. But since he likes Michigan, we're only going to go one unit. He also liked Georgia to cover the spread, which is why we only want one unit on Bama. Uh, and then you've got what should be the most exciting conference championship, Pitt against Wake Forest. Pitt minus two and a half, over under at 71 and a half. I'm not going to overthink this. We know who both these teams are. We know what Pitt and Kenny Pickett's offense are going to bring to the table. And if you don't know what Wake Forest's offense is going to bring to the table, you haven't been watching college football this year. Um, And Wake's defense, the only thing they can stop is Phil Dracovic this year. 13 passing yards. Absolute, just pathetic. Um I'm just, we're just going to do it. We're just going to go the over 71 and a half and enjoy hopefully what on paper should be an absolute shootout, a blast to watch. 
And I think, you know, obviously Bama, Georgia is the biggest game, but I think Pitt Wake Forest has to be the most exciting game to watch from your average football fan just sitting down and saying, you know what, I've got nothing to do Saturday night at eight o'clock. Let me throw the ACC championship on and let me see two, two teams score into the forties and uh, hopefully just be a back and forth high offense explosion of a game. So that's going to be two units on the wake versus pit over 71 and a half. So to recap those games, we got 11 and a half units, 12 and a half units <clears throat> on the NFL. And then we've got Oregon plus three against Utah at plus two units, or I'm sorry, at two units. We've got Kent state minus three in the Mac conference championship against NIU two units on Kent state minus three. And then we've got some one unit plays. We've got Oklahoma state minus five and a half in the big 12 championship. Um, we have Houston plus 10 and a half in the American athletic conference championship against Cincinnati. We have Iowa plus 10 and a half for one unit against Michigan. We've got Bama plus six and a half for one unit against Georgia. Uh, Two units on San Diego State minus six against Utah State and the Mountain West. And then two units on the over 71 and a half in the ACC championship Saturday night over 71 and a half. So that wraps up all of the plays that we're making this week. Um, so that's what? One, two, three, four, five, six NFL plays. Um, and then... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight college football plays. So that's 14 plays um, for a total of so two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 25 units. 14 plays, 25 units. Um, no big plays this week. We got to get back on track. We got we to gotta right the ship before we can start betting larger units again. It's all about bankroll management. We're still up on the year. That is the goal, to win money on the year, and that's what we're still doing. But uh, I like this week. There's a lot of there's a lot of plays being made. Um, fun fact for you here. Road dogs of seven or less are 53 and 22 against the spread in the NFL this year. Um, that's a crazy number. It's 71%. That's a 71% hit, um, which is why we really like the Chargers and the C. Uh, well, the Chargers, the Seahawks are at home, but the Chargers against Cincinnati. Um, we get an update here on this Thursday night game. Oh, wow. Both teams scored. What happened? Okay, so it's 27-17. Give me one second here. Let's see how the Saints scored and then Dallas scored, huh? So Dallas won the game 27-17. So the under hits and Dallas covers the spread. Um, Taysom Hill threw a pick six, and then he threw a 70-yard touchdown pass to Deontay Harris the next play. <clears throat> so Dallas wins the game 27-17. That puts Dallas at eight and four and the Saints at five and se- uh, five and seven. So that's good for Dallas. Is over on the year. We need two more wins from Dallas to hit. Um, they're over nine and a half wins that we took preseason. Tony Pollard does it again, breaks a big run. Zeke, 13 carries for 45 yards. CD lamb, seven for 89. Michael Gallup had the lone touchdown reception, which was a beautiful catch in the back corner of the end zone. Just went up and snagged it and toe tapped. Um, and Michael Parsons is the real deal. That kid is amazing. Um, 
very, very good. I mean, he's not only probably going to win defensive rookie of the year, but the kids in the conversation for defensive player of the year. He is super talented. Um, Trayvon Diggs almost had another interception tonight for number nine, which would have been pretty cool. But he didn't get it, dropped it. So Dallas wins the game 27-17, under hits, Dallas covers. Um, that's all I've got, guys. It's a short show, uh, but we will be back on YouTube next week, and the show will be a little bit longer. I just wanted to get on, throw a show up, put some content out there, and I appreciate you guys being patient. Um, I hope you all had a good Thanksgiving. And uh, until next week, guys, good fortune, and hopefully we win some money. We'll talk to you then.